Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday, and welcome to Call the AD. I'm Arthur. And I'm Stephanie. And today we're going to be talking about uh, an interesting topic here, settle or save, helping our friend Max try to decide between settling for a Tudor Black Bay 58 Blue or keeping the save longer for a, a Rolex no-date sub, the 14060 in particular. So, uh, Stephanie, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm good. I'm still, like, testing out, like, where I should be. So this is my, like, quartz wall of shame there. I can't ever point to things. Um, but we'll figure it out. So, but it's good. Um, I think this discussion is going to be really fun. Um, and I think we're planning that each of us is going to take a side. Yes. Um, and hopefully we can help Max make a decision. Um, I was a professional lobbyist. I am a professional salesperson. So oh. I, I think I might win. We'll see. I'm, <laughs> I'm in for a challenge then. So we are going to each take a side and it's not necessarily how we feel in real life. Stephanie and I mo both might agree that one watch is a better choice, but we're going to try to, you know, play devil's advocate and have some fun with it. Yeah. So uh, that's, that should be fun. You've got very like uh, gamer girl look going on with the big head. That's me. And I'm terrible at video games. So yeah. um, this is what you get today. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's say hi to some folks here just okay. real quick in the chat. Hey, Terry, Karan, Jay. Welcome, thanks for joining. Uh, we're gonna bring in Max here and uh, do a little introduction and see why he's considering these two watches. So, hey Max, welcome. Hey. Hey guys, um, so I guess for those of you who don't remember me, uh, my name is Max and DC Watches on Instagram. Um, I'm kind of a neo vintage collector. So my collection kind of focuses around watches that were made from like 1990 to the like early 2000s. Um, but yeah, so so right now I'm stuck between a Rolex No Date um, 14060 and a uh, Tudor Black Bay Blue, Tudor 58 Black Bay Blue. So I think this is a great like situation to be in. I think this is a really fun debate to have. Um, and Max, you've been a friend of ours for a while now. We know you through Red Bar DC. Um, so it has been a while. It has been a while, yeah. but like before all this COVID stuff, we did actually get to meet in person and. Um, uh, that's been really fun. And I actually think you and I have some similar tastes in watches and some similar um, pieces. So yeah. I think you I have like a belief in how one wears watches. Thank you. Good. Yep. All right. Well, we yep. can gang up on yeah. Arthur a little bit. It's, it's <laughs> funny. We, we've, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be ganged up on here maybe. Uh, but it's funny because I think we've, we've known you a while now, but we've actually had more virtual interactions than in-person interaction at this point because of COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I, when was the last time we we were together together? That was January or February, I something think so. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, hopefully we'll be doing that again soon. But uh, yeah. do you do a wrist check? Sure, let's do it. Uh, Max, you want to start us off? Sure. So uh, I am wearing my Omega Seamaster twenty five thirty one eighty, the the blue one with like the kind of ghosted bezel. Looks great. How long have you had that one? Oh, so I think I I think I got this in August of 2018, okay. 2017 or 2018. Yeah. Cool. I like it. It's a good one. Nice. Yeah, it is. I like this one. When I first met you, that was the watch you were wearing. And I, I, I think of that watch mostly. I know your yeah, Explorer is like your new signature, but yeah. This is like the flagship when I, when, when we first met, this was like the, the nicest, the nicest watch that I had by quite a bit, I think. Yeah, it's a great one. 
It's a great one. And it's a slippery slope as you have well learned. Yeah. But I like yeah. the idea of a flagship watch. We should like, Ooh. that'd be a good topic of like Ooh. what watch defines oh, like the one that you. defines you? I like yeah. that. That'd be interesting. Should be good. I know, I know mine, but I won't say it. We'll save that for another That's time. That's another day. Another yeah. day. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, what do you have? Um, I also have an Omega on today. I have my um, uh, Planet Ocean. Sorry, the light's catching it weird there. This is a COVID purchase. Um, and Arthur just put it back on the bracelet for me today. So um, doing a little like winter white. But I love this watch. This is a little bit of an impulse buy, which is kind of why I wore it today. A little like hint of like the, the direction that I'm going to go in for this debate. Um, but yeah, this was like an April, May COVID purchase. Crown and Caliber had it for like a crazy good deal. And um, I wanted a white dive watch. So yeah, I love it. A little inspired by Kat at uh, Tenant 2. She has one of these. So yeah. yeah, that one's great. I think the white looks so good. Thank you. I do too. It's, it's funny because it's both good as a summer watch and a winter watch. It fits both yeah. things really well. We need some like snow pictures with it. Um, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wearing my Omega Speedmaster Professional. This Omega is, Trifecta today. Yeah. It's fitting because we're talking about Rolex. That's right. <laughs> so uh, no one's given away their, their opinions here because we all went Omega today. But uh, we'll see where we go. So I guess to, to start us off, Max, I guess, what are you looking for in your next watch? And what kind of brought you to these two, the Black Bay 58 Blue and the, and the 90s No Date Sub? So I think it's kind of just, um, it, it, it makes sense as like a the next like step in the like iteration of my collection, I guess, to go for um, another flagship sports watch. Um, because I love like neo-vintage sports watches. Like that is what my entire collection is right now. Um, and that's what originally led me to the sub I think I've always kind of wanted a sub and then I got the Explorer and I was like, oh, it would make a ton of sense if this had a bezel on it. Um, <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I genuinely really liked the, the sub and that was kind of where my head was at to begin with. Um, and then I started looking more at the uh, 58 and the 58 blue specifically because of uh, kind of a, what I kind of viewed as a bit of a balance issue. Like if I buy a 14060, then I have four black watch, five black watches, mm. count the, or no. So I have the sub, the speedy, the explorer, and the SKX. So I'd have four black watches and one blue watch. Or I could have the, and I mean, the SKX is like kind of on the edge anyway, right? So it would really be like three like flagship pieces that are all right. black sports watches and yeah. then the Seamaster. Or I could have the um, Speedy and the Explorer and then the Seamaster and the 58. So it'd be mm. two, two like high-end black pieces, two, end, two mm. high-end blue pieces. Yeah, um, okay. And then there's always like the argument of like immediacy. Like I can't get a sub right now. I still have like a little ways to go, but I can get a 58 right now. Right. Which is like... I mean, in the world of instant gratification, which we all love. That's kind of why I'm so stuck right now is because I feel yeah. like they both, and I, I feel like too, they both fit, you know? Right, like, they do, I think. Well, the, the sub is Neo Vintage. But the thing about the, the 58 is that it, what I like, what I love about Neo Vintage is I feel that it takes 
um, like it takes defining characteristics of brands and of like legacy watches that we all love, but puts it in a package that's more durable and is something you can wear every day. But that's exactly yeah. what the 58 is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is exactly what the sub yeah. is. It is exactly what the 58 is, which is why I'm so stuck. Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. That's helpful. And real quick, I think a, a good comment, you, you sort of mentioned them here, but uh, Watch Medicine was brought bring up. Can you just give a real quick um, listing of your collection again? We got some of the pieces in there, but yeah, so know where I have, from. Um, so I have a, a, a Seiko SKX 007. Um, so the black one, uh, I have the Omega Seamaster 253180, so the blue Seamaster from the 90s. I have a uh, 1994 Omega Speedmaster ST145022, and I have the 14270 Explorer 1, so the 36mm yeah. Explorer 1. Yeah, Stephanie's, Stephanie's uh, personal favorite as well, yes, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. this would be your first, like, new watch, right? If, if, it, if I got the 58, it would be my first yeah. new okay. watch. Yeah. I've and never is, owned a new, I mean, I just, so the SKX, I did get yeah, new, okay. but like, right. it would be my first new, new like, high-end watch, luxury mm -hmm. okay. watch. Yeah. Okay. And is the black dial, the gilt dial in the mix at all, or you're really just on the Nope. Board? So okay. I, I don't, I tried Arthur's 58 on right after he got it. Yeah. Um. He let you wear it. Remember, that's nice. He, he let me drape it over my wrist. He let me drape it over my wrist without with my, my clasp closed. My, with my hands underneath like this, <laughs> just in case. To catch You're such a pain in the ass, Arthur. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I don't. There's something about the guilt that's like an extra, like to me, that's like an extra color. And it's okay. like an extra color too much. Got it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Okay. I think I can. Uh, so, so we're going to take sides here yeah. and, uh, and the crossfire yeah. just as intense. <laughs> so I'm going to take the side of the one four Oh six Oh sub and Stephanie's going to take the yeah, black Bay 58 the, blue. Uh, so to start out, I mean, you know, I think everybody watching live is probably familiar with these watches, but let's just do some quick screen sharing and Stephanie and I will each walk through the features of these so we can kind of get it all in our heads and make sure we're all on the same page. So Stephanie, let's start out with um, the Black Bay. Okay. And I'm gonna share this picture for you. You wanna talk us through it? Sure, so just like a quick little summary history of this, right? A couple of years ago in March, 2018, Peter released the Black Bay 58 with the black and the gilt dial. And then two years later, so just like start of COVID, March 2020, um, Tudor released this navy blue version. Um, there's no guilt on it. It's a little bit more of a modern look, in my opinion. Um, you know, Max, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I like it. Um, if I was to pick between a Black Bay 58, I would get the blue right now. Um, you know, Karan, I know you're listening. No, I'm not ready to send you my credit card, but um, <laughs> this, this is the one that I would pick. He's like... Always. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, but this does harken back to the 70s, um, Tudor Blue Snowflake, which I think is really neat. The blues are very similar. Um, and I, I think the blue is just a really stunning, I would say like matte, but like flat finish in a good way. Um, and size wise, it's 39 millimeters, um, 11.9 thick, and 47 lug to lug. Um, you can get it on the bracelet or the strap. Um, Max, I would assume you would get it on the bracelet and then play around sure. with it. Um, I do think that this one plays better on natives than 
um, the gilt dial one. I think you can have a lot of fun with it. I think you could dress it up, you could dress it down um, with different straps um, and have some fun with color, which which I appreciate. Um, has has good water resistance at 200 meters for all of your diving needs, which I'm sure you're doing. Um, I, I take my watches off to wash my hands. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that sounds right. I do that with my fingers. Um, and then it has a great move, movement. It's uh, COSC, it's in-house, and it's the MT5402. Um, and I believe it retails at 3375. So I think I th that's I think that's on a strap. I think it's 3700 okay. on the bracelet. Thank you for the correction. Um, I just couldn't so, let you get away with it appearing too much of a value. Okay, right. all right. Um, so I think that's a summary. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's good. Okay. The only the only other thing I'll say is like generally it's it's been very well reviewed. Some criticisms with the Black Bay Fifty Eight are the are the rivets in the bracelet. Some people don't love those. Um, it they don't bother me at all. Max, I don't know what you think about them, but just no, like, they don't bother me at all. Okay, um, I think it's kind of a cool touch actually. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's that do you want to do your summary arthur before i yeah, get my arguments that sounds good okay. i just wanted to highlight some funny comments so far uh karan saying the blue will bring out the color in your eyes okay. <laughs> um and then i really like this one from watch medicine seems like you have three black watches max in the voice of the legendary edna mode from the incredibles I'm not even going to try to imitate it. Darling, you need a touch of color in your collection. It feels like your watches are attending a funeral. <laughs> Arthur, that applies to you too. Absolutely. I'm even worse. Color. I'm yeah. even worse. Okay, let's switch over. And uh, as if anyone needs a reminder, I'm just going to talk us through the 14060 real quick here. Uh, okay, so this is the Rolex No Date Submariner, which uh, the particular reference debuted in 1990, um, 40 millimeters, aluminum bezel insert, sapphire crystal. Um, the 5513 that came before it uh, had, had a, I, actually, there may have been some transitional ones with sapphire, but yes, it had, it had plexi. So this is sort of like a big step in the modernization of the sub, but stayed pretty consistent all the way through through the 90s and into the early 2000s. Uh, the last um, pre-ceramic sub, although you know there are some variations here, there's the tritium dial ones, the Luminova Swiss only dials, uh, and, the, and? and the Tritanova. And Tritanova. Yes. Yeah. For those that may not know, this is a version which was marked as though it had uh, tritium on the dial, but actually had Luminova on the loom. So did I get that right, Max? Yep. And that, that like scratches my little itch for wanting something weird. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So we'll, we'll just say we're talking about a Tritanova here today. Oh, then it wins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Um, I, I guess I, I'll just declare victory and we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so this is hollow end links, um, at least through in the generation we're talking about and, uh, you know, some some hollow links as as well as a stamped clasp. So we're talking more of the, truly the pre-ceramic, uh, non-milled bracelets uh, from this era. Current market price for a, a what I would call a good one is probably about seventy five hundred on average. Um, so so yeah, that's 
that's uh, I, I won't I won't make my arguments yet, but that's the watch we're talking about. So I guess we'll give uh, Max any any initial reactions to seeing those two flashed on the screen there. Yeah. So I, Stephanie touched on something important with the tutor for me is that I love modern design. Like if I think if you look at my collection, like modern design is pretty well established. Um, and like the lug to lug on the tutor, like forty seven millimeters just absolutely perfect like i can pr i can pretty much get away with anything under like 49 and a half which is what my speedmaster is um and then like the the movement in the tutor i think it's a 70 hour power reserve right it is long yeah yeah and like 3700 it's half the price of a sub i mean how do you like the watches are pretty comparable like number wise right except for the fact that the tutor is half the price but then with the sub, you get into the stuff that I really enjoy, right? You can have like a tritium dial, like I have on my Speedmaster. You can get a Tritanova dial, which is like, I would, I, it's like ish, the same kind of rarity as the Swiss only uh, Explorer that I have. So it's like, it's really, it, I'm, I thought I had a decision made last week. And then I'm, we were talking this morning and I realized that I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> So this is a genuinely, hopefully, helpful show to do. Yeah. Okay, well, Max, I think we're going to try to, like, hold you to it at the end of this. Like, need you to, like, let's see if you can make a decision at the end of this conversation. It can't just be waffly. Um, see if you can do it. Yeah. We won't, like, actually hold you to it, but, like, let's, let's see if you can make a decision. Okay, okay. All right. So, Stephanie, why don't we uh, try to, like, alternate points, go a little bit head-to-head, -head. Do you want to start out and tell us why you think the Black Bay 58 Navy Blue is the one? Um, sure, we can go back and forth a little bit, but I had like okay. my, my like okay. opening arguments friends friend through. It's go okay, it's it. okay. Go for it. Um, so first off, like on a on a joking note, Max, I think it'd be good for you to have a watch that was released when you were alive. Like let's, <laughs> let's do that. I think it's, I think the time has come. Um, to to have to have something that's that's a little bit more modern that has come out in your lifetime that would be okay. that would be a good step, um, but no I think it would be good for you to have a new watch I'll get into like the specific qualities of the navy blue you know fifty eight on, on its own but I think the experience of buying a new watch is great um, of course Quran will hook you up like there's you know there's that and you, you can find them right like they're they're available um, but I actually really like the experience of bonding with a new watch like you know that every little tiny scratch every little hairline anything is is yours for better or worse like it drives Arthur crazy but like the worst yeah <laughs> no I'm, I'm with you on this one Stephanie but I think it, and you wear watch. your watches which I appreciate you know I wouldn't necessarily make this argument for everybody but you you, you wear your watches um and I I'm not suggesting that you get this watch and flip it so that you can buy the the sub later on like I think owning it and like keeping it forever for a very long time um it's it's great it's a good bonding experience so I'll start with that point and Arthur, you can you can go over to yours. Okay. So my my points in favor where I'll start out for the sub is it's the original. It's like the origin of the species and the archetypal dive watch. There's no hyperbole and, there at all. <laughs> nope. I mean, yes, the 50 fathoms came earlier. Yes, some of the original Panerais were earlier, but that is the icon that everyone thinks of when they think dive watch or even sports watch in general. If you ask like a 
random person on the street, which one of these watches in a lineup is like the classic sports watch. Even if you erased Rolex from the dial, I think people would point to the sub. Um, so why would you pass up the chance to own an icon? That's where I'll start. Okay. Um, I think this, I'm going to go a little bit like kind of in a different direction, not necessarily respond to, to that particular. Um, <laughs> because, because there's no answer to that. Well, I mean, it, it is an icon, um, but you know, you know, the title of this is Settle or Save, and I don't see going with the Tudor Black Bay 58 as being something that's that's settling. And actually, I'm going to use Arthur as like his own like own point against him, is that he had this debate, right? Like, Arthur, you were looking at 1406s, and you got like way down into the what kind of loom is on this, like what's the specific everything on which 10460 that that you want. And in the end, when you've got the Black Bay 58, you love it and you wear it, and I haven't seen you look at substance. So I don't think this is a settling situation. I think it. I think it fills that void, and I think there are a lot of icons, Max, that you can like grow into and like add to your collection as as things come down the road. But I think this is a great watch for you and a great watch for you right now. Like, um, and I will say, like, I'm a little bit more of an impulse buyer than Arthur is. So um, if I you know, this this was an impulse buy. Like, I have a couple of Nomos that were impulse buys, but I mean, you're you're not an impulse buyer. You you search things and have people pay for you which which watches you should get. Um, <laughs> but but I I don't think holding out is going to bring you you know have another thirty five hundred dollars, another four thousand dollars of enjoyment in this particular piece. I think you'll you'll get the BlackBerry fifty eight. You'll love it, and I I don't think you're going to be like hoping and wishing that you had actually gotten the sub. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll stop there and Arthur, you can, you can go into your next point. Well, I won't confirm or deny whether Stephanie's story is true because I don't want to hurt my own case here. I um, know that it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I, I think this would be a funny time to, uh, to highlight a couple of comments that are supporting Stephanie's argument. Um, Watch Medicine has a few good points here. Oh, let me uh, let me fix this so it doesn't cover your face, Max, when I highlight a comment. That would be nice as, as, as our guest here. Um, he says, for the price difference between the watches, you can probably get a COVID vaccine and get a first-class ticket round trip to Napa and spend a week on a luxury winery tour. I'm going to have to just say the winery tour is fleeting. The watch is with you forever, so don't That's settle. True. Um Let's see. Uh, Wrist Ross says, "New getting a new watch is a good opportunity for you not to have someone else's detritus on you for the first time." Gross. <laughs> and one more from uh, Watch Medicine: If you buy the black sub, Max, you'll wake up in the morning uh, more broke and open up your watch box and say, "You know what? I'll go with the other black watch today." <laughs> I've already had that experience twice when I bought the Speedy and when I bought the Explorer and it's not as bad as it seems. It's not, but I will say like, I I tend to wear the Explorer more than the Speedy though I think like, I like the Speedy a little bit more, but I definitely mm. have like these watches I can wear kind of interchangeably for the situation. So yeah. um, kind of another argument for for having a blue watch. Okay, that's, well, that's true. This is, this is where I'll go to my next point, which is- okay. Blue is trendy right now, um, so if you if you want to follow a fleeting trend, you know. I don't a, like I don't like this argument, Arthur. Blue's my favorite color. 
Ah, oh, geez. Come on. But, but it's even if it's your favorite color, it's one of my favorite colors too. Even if it's your favorite color, it is a trend in watches right now. Everybody and their brother is is stamping a, a new blue dial on a watch and shipping it out. And you can argue that the 58 blue was a response to the trend. I know you need to look at it objectively as to whether you like the watch, but if you look at it from the market perspective, it was a little bit of a like cash grab potentially by Tudor. Um, the black has that versatility. And as you said, it's, you know, the, a, a gilt dial is adding another element. The black and silver of the sub is just so classic and you can add color you if you want with straps and stuff. Um, whereas the blue, you're always locked into sort of like matching that with something you're wearing or a strap um, that you that you might put on it. I totally disagree with this, Arthur. Like, yeah, their blue watches are probably more popular than they were they were a while, but I think this is a trend that's here and here to stay. And like the blue itself is a very classic blue. Like even compared to, I think someone brought up in the comments like the you know the smurf like this this is like a classic blue you can wear with everything like truly and also in like these days we're all more casual so like you could you will be able to wear that watch every single day no problem um yeah. so I, and I, I don't think this is trendy like you're gonna wake up in 10 years and say oh this blue watch is so 2020 like i, I just i just don't see that happening that would be a bad, <laughs> that would be a bad yeah yeah it's not like car colors you remember like car colors like 10 years ago everyone was coming out with that like disgusting brown color on cars that's a trend that was like fleeting. brown this, metallic yeah well, um but blue blue is here to stay it's classic um i, I don't think your point holds uh, it, you've got some backup here stephanie from from oil money watches yeah thank you it's pointing out that the blue dial nautilus and royal, royal oak and seamaster have been around for quite a while yeah. Okay, I'll concede on that point. Uh, I, I will. I appreciate the backup here from Terry that the sub is the little black dress of the watch world. Um, but and Paul here has a really good point, which mm. is owning the sub will take both of these pieces off your to own list potentially. I'm, I'm with him there. Owning the 58 just takes off the 58, and you might always want that sub. They could both coexist in the collection, but I would say go for the big one first if you can. Yeah, and I would say we've had that conversation before. The three of us have. Um, the, the, I think it was the maybe it was the first time we met, or maybe it was the second time. But when I was thinking about getting a Speedmaster for the first time, and then when I was thinking about getting uh, an Explorer, we we had had that conversation about like, do you settle? Do you go get like, a, for me, another Speedy? uh reduced or do you get like another watch with 369 on the dial and then like i didn't get another speedy reduced i did buy the pro but then i also bought like three vintage watches that had like explorer dial layouts mm -hmm. and then i bought the i sold all of them at a significant loss and bought, and bought the explorer <laughs> anyway but i think there's a point at like where does where do you draw the line like i went a little longer one right like that's yeah. the watch I really want, but am I going to save and not buy another watch for five to 10 years so that I can save mm. up and buy that? And that's an extreme, right? I'm not, I'm not saying like, that's definitely the way to go, but like, there's some, there's some point of this, like, bite the bullet or like, Oh, of course. Yeah. You, know, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the timeline is definitely something I'm, I'm considering just because like, 
you know, as somebody who does really love watches, is it worth doing like one watch? I mean, it's not even going to be one watch a year. It's probably mm-hmm. like one watch every year and a half or, yeah. you know, two years or something like that um, at this point, just because I'm 22 years old. <laughs> Fair enough. You were you you well on your way for your age, Tom. <laughs> I, I was buying watches at a lot slower rate than that when I was 22. I wasn't really buying them at all. So there you go. Um, I, I really like, this is an interesting, uh, this guy Shizzle, guy or girl Shizzle says, which do you value more, the journey the watch has already taken or the journey you'll take a new watch on? That's pretty like a marketing campaign. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. romantic perspective, honestly. Well, um, I think that's that's pr- that's pretty accurate with how I view watches is with kind of like that romance of like, well, well, what like what was the story before it? Like one of the reasons I love my Speedmaster is like I have the original papers for it. I don't, I mean, I can't read them because it's the watch was originally sold in Japan, but it's cool to think like during the story there, I don't know what it is. But yeah, like how did this watch end up? with me like this watch was obviously sold in japan in the mid 90s but like that you know that story from like before i was born to me ending up with a like that's interesting to me yeah 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 i I, because i'm on the side of the sub today i'm gonna say yeah you only get that with that watch but i have i have all kinds of other jokes about um who might have owned a sub before you that I could make. <laughs> I won't do it because yeah. it'll hurt my case. Used car salesman. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. okay, I have some other arguments. Um, All right, let's hear it. One is like, you know, Max, this would be your most expensive watch in your collection. And while you do wear your watches, which I very much appreciate, um, I think you would likely be a little bit more worried about wearing the sub than you would the Black Bay 58. The Black Bay 58 would be like new and shiny and like how worried would you be about scratching it? So um, I don't know, like if I bought a vintage sub, even if it was all checked out and all like, you know, everything was cleared, I still would hesitate to take it in the water. Like I still haven't gone swimming with my Explorer, which I know is a sin, but I haven't either. yeah. Um, so I just, I think you would probably find yourself, if you had both in your watch box, I think you would probably find yourself wearing the Black Bay 58 more than, or yeah, Black Bay 58 more than wearing the sub. Um, and I'm just going to keep going through other points that I have. All you have to do is do the diligence and get it waterproof tested, and then you're fine. But do you trust it? Would you really so, trust it? So this is actually interesting because I have, when I, I had to get my Seamaster service when I was in college, and I did get it uh, water tested. Um, so I know that it's good for 200 meters. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I don't take it in the water. Yeah. I don't take I don't take it. I I this watch I will leave on to wash my hands. That was a joke. But I do take my Speedmaster off to wash my hands. I do take my Explorer off to wash my hands, even though I know that that watch is water tested. Um, like mm-hmm. when I when I wear my Explorer at my desk, I will sit with my wrist like kind of cocked like that, so the clasp won't hit the desk. Yeah, no, I I I sometimes put my like hand down like that so this is lifted too yeah <laughs> I, had a, I had a pillow for a while resting on my laptop when i first got my car keys but that argument does really resonate with yeah. like the way that i collect and wear my watches um the other thing that i'll say like different topic 
um, but why I think you're aware of the Black Bay 50 or more is that you do have these icons in your collection already. And th this one is an icon, but I think it's really unique. I don't think it's something that you see on the street every day. Like if Arthur ever spots a tutor out in the wild, it's like, bro, I got you. You know, like mm -hmm. there's a little bit of like a wink, wink, we're in this, like we're in this club. And while the sub, like no doubt is an absolute classic and, you know, it is a classic for a reason and you can't go wrong with it. Like to me, it's a little bit of like, the Mercedes C-Class middle management of watches. Like you kind of yeah. hit this point and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get a Rolex, I'm gonna get a Rolex sub. And like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think I think the Blackway 58, Black 58 is like just a little bit more of a unique. Yeah, you dodged the cliche thing. with the 58. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that said, if you go for like the Tridenova 90s one and you have this specific thing in mind, that's finding the right one for you that speaks to like your philosophy as a collector. So that that's was going to be my next point, mm -hmm. which is the ability to develop patina. You know, if you went for a full tritium dial, I know that's something you like. And with a, with a 90s model, some of that patina would develop during your ownership, which is pretty cool, I think. So I, I, had, to, I had to throw that out as a pro for the sub. Uh, the other thing that I think is... Uh, is an important point here. Like, sure, the new Tudor is going to be waterproof. You know, you have full confidence in that the moment you, you know, walk out of the showroom or whatever. Um, but it doesn't have crown guards. It's it's like a, I I'm like insulting my own watch. It's like neither does the Explorer. That's true, but you know that that sub was designed from the beginning to be tough as nails and look out for situations like that. So it's just, to me, it's more of like- Like extreme control. typing or like, you know. <laughs> like, about, I'm, I'm just answering you about confidence in the durability of the watch, you know? So there. And, and, and I'm gonna highlight some comments that are backing me up here. Oil Money Watches says, there's something to be said for setting a goal and achieving it through all of life's struggles. Instant gratification is cheap, fleeting, and ultimately unsatisfying. I so I had a I had a like a COVID instant gratification watch. I don't know if you guys remember, but I did buy a Nomos. That's right. That's right. I, that. yeah. I did. I bought a Nomos in March or April, and then I sold it in like June. I think I I had that watch for uh, like two months, and it just wasn't because I wanted a new watch, and I mean. It was like, do I buy the Nomos now? Because I think Nomos is beautiful and like represents so much good watchmaking. Or do I wait and buy an Explorer because I love the Rolex Explorer? Mm. And then I bought the Nomos and then I sold it and used that money to buy the Explorer. <laughs> mm. And I worry that if I did buy the, the 58, that it would be something that I look at and I just think I could have put this money to a sub. But I don't know if I would still feel that way, if I had it, like maybe if I had it, it would be like, oh, this blows us up out of the water. Like this thing is a tank, it's new, it's mine. I just, I'm very you know, stuck. I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. And if I hadn't seen Arthur go exactly through the same process and given that you just went through this with the Novos and Explorer, I, I get it, but, um, Seriously, Arthur, I haven't seen you look at, the, at these again since you've gotten your Black Bay 58. You like got it. I feel like it checked that box and you've moved on to 
to other things. Not to say you won't come back to it. That, like, that was just because I wanted my first Rolex to be a GMT master. That was okay. All right. All right. That was it. I also think that split like explores an interesting dichotomy between Arthur and I as watch collectors. Like Arthur is a new watch guy. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like I am a like a pre-owned neo vintage guy. Yeah. And that's where the sub would keep you in your theme. You'd be honest true. with that. Um, watch medicine's calling us all out here that oh, we're arguing right. about meters of water resistance and crown guards, and yet we all like run away from rain to avoid damaging our watches. Uh, he just says, jump in the water if you get either watch, that's all. I was Fair washing enough. the dishes with my Speedy on the other day and I thought Arthur was gonna like, lose his mind. It was fine. Oh man. I, the, the last point I think I really wanna make is, I'm actually surprised you didn't go, Stephanie, for criticizing the feel of the bracelet on the uh on the 14060 with its stamped clasp and hollow end links and stuff but i was going to actually spin it as a pro in terms of comfort because those bracelets you know who it it ends up making the watch wear lighter in a way that i think is positive and the bracelets are super comfortable and there's more micro adjust on the clasp than there is on the 58 which is a common complaint on the 58 so i gotta say that yeah, this this is more in the camp of the Warforcer. I, I like the bracelet actually. I think it's I, I think it's really nice. I like that it's light. Um and I think it I think it'll like I, I don't know, it's just it's more comfortable and easy to wear. I I, I like it. And yep. Stephanie, I, I have to I I have to share an image that I think it, it'll help you out, but um it's actually designed to help out anybody on who's watching who might uh, be in the market for, for a 58 blue. Uh, our friend, our friend Karan in the chat took this image the other day, uh, which I really shouldn't be showing to help my case, but um, he's, he's, he's ready to help anybody. That's yeah. The point is that you, you can get that right. And you know, Karan's great. He'll, he'll hook you up. But um, I, I think, you know, going the one four six over, like it's it'll take you a while to find exactly the one you want. And I also think you'll hem and haw over that particular one for a while, right? Like, I don't know, it was a lot for me to find my Explorer one and like exactly the one I wanted. And like, I wasn't ready to pull the trigger until there happened to be like 10 on the market at the same time, all around like the price I was willing to spend. And even then it was like, you know, analyzing photos in super detail and did this one have the solid end links did it not you know like like all of these um going down a slippery slope so yeah i think arthur firsthand experienced my mania around buying the explorer one yep yep but you can navigate it and when you get it right it's all that much sweeter so that's my uh I, I will say that arthur bought an explorer too like three years ago and thought he had picked out the perfect one and that this was gonna be his GMT to hold him over until he got a GMT master of, of a certain type, got got the Explorer 2 and there were just a few things that were off a little bit about it and he ended up returning it and not buying it. Now I wish you had kept it because those things didn't bother me that much and you bought it at like $5,000 and now they're stupid expensive. Wow. Um, like eight thousand. That's yeah. that was me as more of a new watch guy. That wouldn't be a problem for Max. Is my argument. 
Hmm. Hmm. I just want to highlight some other comments that the Black Bay 58 micro just Paul's pointing out it, it can be a real problem for some people. Got it. And then Oil Money Watches is saying, stick to your collection theme, basically. Mm -hmm. Use the basic rules that you've kind of put in place for yourself to avoid mistakes and, and stay on track. So I think that's interesting because part of the issue is that I feel like the Black Bay, in a very interesting way, addresses the theme of my collection, except for the fact that it doesn't hit like this era that I collect. But mm. otherwise, the characteristics are there. Like, I don't mm. like ceramic. It isn't ceramic. I don't, right? It's not ceramic. Right, it's it's an aluminum vessel. Yeah, yeah. I don't like ceramic. It's not ceramic. I don't like, um, I mean, I guess like I don't like heavier bracelets with heavier end links and it does, it is going to have like heavier bracelets and heavier end links, but it like the, the way that the bracelet tapers and the design that they've gone with it is very much in line with what I enjoy. And like 90s modern design is still kind of expressed there and it's still preserves like a very iconic design right like the the french uh navy diver that tudor did um versus like the sub which is as i don't know if i would say they're as iconic as one another they're similarly iconic i guess and yeah. for good or for bad the sub is the one that's recognized more outside of watch enthusiasts right yeah, which is, which again, is a good or bad thing. Like, I've, yeah. I don't know if you guys have found the same thing, but like when I was first, I mean, not when I was first, I still do this, usually to my detriment. But like, if I see somebody with a watch that I like, I, I am the type of person to be like, oh, I love your XYZ, right? And I've noticed that if it's a guy wearing, it's always a guy. If it's a, like, <laughs> if it's a guy wearing a sub and I'm like, hey, dude, I love your sub. He's like, what? Yeah. What Are you trying yeah. to steal this from me? <laughs> well, they won't even they won't even clock that I'm talking about the watch. They're like, oh my Rolex, and it's like <laughs> ouch. Oh, I would <laughs> argue that with a no date sub, that that uh those findings would be different. That's my that's my uh, maybe assertion there. Just meaning that like people who buy no dates are like the true superior yeah. <laughs> yeah. No exactly well stephanie do you have any more points or should um, we see how max is feeling now well i think let's do one other thing like this is kind of okay. off the cuff here but should you know watch medicine has a comment here like should we bring up any like total wild cards that should be in the mix of these two i think it was good to focus this, the discussion on these two um but are there other options in this category? So I think this this comment that? in particular is interesting because I actually have a pre pre wave <laughs> pre -pre -wave. Uh, <laughs> a wave. the original waves right yeah the original wave Seamaster in blue and that has kind of scratched my Seamaster it mm -hmm. and I don't I honestly don't love the pre wave coaxials if I did go after coaxial at this point it would probably be a black dial wave original wave uh coaxial which kind of sort of fits the time frame i like um but again it's it's really about kind of the the characteristics you know i, I don't want to go after a coaxial because it's ceramic and i don't mm -hmm. like ceramic got it got it yeah okay fair enough so i i see what you mean you've got the seamaster thing locked down so it's more of like the rolex 
Trek style dive watch, right? Whether that's the real deal or this, you know, blue imitator that's come around recently, but kind of, (laughs) kind of, yeah. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the other things that I've, I kind of worry about is like, if I were to get the 58, how directly would that compete with the Seamaster? Because I feel like the, the colors are similar enough, right? Mm. Even with the fade on the, on my Seamaster, um, and how much do I really need? And like the, I think the the black dive watch, right, is different from my other black watches. Because I have a black chronograph, a black, I guess, field watch, the Explorer would be, right? Yeah. A bezel, or like a, a watch without a bezel. All rounder right. sort of thing, really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would have a black dive watch. Whereas if I had two blue dive watches, both with blue aluminum bezel inserts, it's kind of like, I, I don't know how directly those would compete and how that would affect how I think about the Black Bay 58 mm. because I, I like I have so much love for the Seamaster that it's like could I could I let that be like a replacement would it be a replacement mm-hmm. just I mean, throwing some like other go ahead Arthur I was just gonna say in the end <clears throat> for me I mean I have eight black dials and two sort of silvery dials and for me, the color or like how many similar things do I have from a color standpoint doesn't bother me at all. It's just how do I feel about it and do I want to wear each of them individually? So if you think color might affect that, then I would consider that. But if you if you don't mind having more blue, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like arguing either way here. It's It just depends yeah. on how you feel in the end because there, none of these things are logically justifiable, let's be honest, right? It's all about, does it make you feel special and good in the right way? <laughs> Man, that's sad. <laughs> it's true. If, it is. It, it's, it is. it's all got to just be fun. I mean, so. Well, throw out some like wild cards for consideration. Some are lower than your price point, some are higher than the price point you're thinking about right now. So on the higher end, what about like, if you're going to save, what about save for a blog pond 50 fathoms? Does that? So I actually mm-hmm. don't, this is, this is going to break Arthur's heart. I think okay. I love, I love, <laughs> I love <laughs> brutal fathoms in terms of like i i really admire that watch and the the history of it and the legacy of it i went to a uh, 50 fathoms exhibit in new york um almost two years ago now um like i love the 50 fathoms for what it is i don't think the 50 fathoms belongs in my collection um i think it's a little like if i were to get one i would go crazy vintage with it because i think those are the really interesting 50 fathoms and I, those are so far out of my brain. Oh yeah, like, oh, I, have to, I have to like, that, I, I have to like and steal for that one. That yeah, yeah, like the original one, or the original, yeah, Tornak yeah. Rayvilles and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, and then a little bit like more on the less expensive end. Like, what about like one of the Longines Heritage divers, like the Legend? Yeah, so um, I've actually thought considerably about the the Hydra Conquest. Mm. Um, because those can be had for like around about a thousand dollars. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've thought about that, and that to me feels like it would just be a tied me over watch. Okay. Um, I think if I went long jeans, I would probably get something a little closer to like the big eye. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because I feel like that's kind of the sweet spot for Longines. Like, I don't know if I think like a Longines diver is necessarily uh, like, I, I like them. I think they're great watches, but again, it's, it's kind of like, where does it fit for me? And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if it's that sweet spot for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another one to throw in the mix. What about like an Aura's Diver 65? See this I've considered a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, one of one of the people Arthur and I follow on Instagram. I don't know if you do, Stephanie. Just yeah, not in the WhatsApp chat, which should be fixed <laughs> at some point, in my opinion. I don't know. I want to be on that. If she wants notification, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, but that we have a we have a, a a guy that I think we all kind of admire is uh, what's it? My friends call me Casey. Um, so Casey yeah. on on Instagram has a very, very interesting 65 that has like a green dial. Uh, and I love that watch. And mm-hmm. I would absolutely buy that watch. And yeah. the 65 has absolutely tormented me in this decision-making process, <laughs> especially the blue one, not the not the dark blue one, yeah. but the one that had the, like the powder blue-ish kind uh, of one. With I the, really, with really- the Arabic that. numerals on 36912. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I really, really like that one. And then any of the, cool. even any of the new ones, uh, yeah. especially the ones with like the bronze I find very interesting okay but kind of in a different category than these two yeah I think that would be so so one of the things I've talked with one of our friends about um G at Swiss Made of Sessions mm-hmm. um is the idea of kind of building out a like a core and then experimenting with other stuff because mm-hmm. like one of the things that's also tormented me is Doxa like I've I've been uh, I remember this I've been yeah. talking and turning every time I get the email that's like we're restocking. I have to like give my dad my credit card, so, like, <laughs> don't so, so I don't make a stupid decision. Um, but I, I I've I've been thinking about building this core of watches that mm-hmm. I'll never move, and then after that, doing the Oris Diver sixty five, doing the Doxas, and and having that kind of fun afterwards. You could probably get the Oris and the Black Bay fifty eight. For... I think I could get the Oris, the Black mm-hmm. Bay 58, and the Doxa, and then still have money for straps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Karan's offering oh, yeah, the big guy yeah. and the 58. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's making hard sells here. Hold on. He's, he's also said the 58 comes with a nice Omega and tag pen, a Yuli Snardan hat, and a coffee table book. <laughs> Doing the hard sell. All right, I'm going to throw out two other wild cards, which I don't think you'll go for, but I just want to like throw them out there. Um, as a tribute to Dan, because we haven't talked about Breitling yet, like a Breitling Super Ocean. I think with Breitling, I would go Navitimer. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. especially like more on the classic side. Okay, and then second, I'll just throw it out there. What about a Yachtmaster? I am twenty-two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have. I, don't have the, uh, I, I think that the Yachtmaster is far enough out for me, where I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to just like I can sit for another couple months yeah and wait for the sub. Yeah. I don't know if I could sit for like another year and wait for the you know and, and wait for the yacht master. And I yeah. don't know if the yacht master necessarily expresses what I love about like modern Rolex design in the way that the sub mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I get that. I went down the yacht master path for a little while because you can find some like okay deals on on two tones, um which everyone knows I'm a fan of. Yeah. um but hey, are fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. Um, and I love the Mercedes hands. So obviously. That too. Um, I love like, the Mercedes hands. And one of the things I love about my Explorer, I waxed poetic about it before, but in like the, the glossy black dial, you can see the reflection of the underside of the hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. You, you get more of that with the 1406L. None of that's that true. on that dial tutor. That's all true. Uh, okay. All right. Go ahead. Interesting Arthur. left field suggestion. Oh, yeah. A 90s turnograph. That is a left field suggestion, and I kind of like it. But I think a 90s turnograph, again, would, wouldn't really be part of the core collection mm -hmm. that I'm trying to mm -hmm. build. Sure. That would be another thing that I like buy and try, you know, and it's something I wouldn't feel bad yeah. about letting go. Right, right. Okay, Max, I guess it's that time. Decision time, like to this roll. At least for today, for yeah. this discussion, mm -hmm. which way are you leaning? So I think the interesting thing is that uh, I I wouldn't have, also real quick, uh, oil money watches, I don't have a phobia over the coaxial. I think the coaxial is really, really yeah. cool. I just don't like ceramic bezels. Um, so I would have to go for the black dial, uh, pre-ceramic wave dial uh, coaxial. But I already have gotcha. that watch. It's not the color. it's not the coaxial movement itself that turns you off. It's other aspects of the yeah of the modern yeah, it's other yeah. other modern pieces of it. Right. Um, okay. So if we had had this conversation last week, like probably like legitimately this time last week, I think I would have said fifty eight blue almost no question i think there would still be a little like oh but should i save however i've gotten uh some good news in terms of uh like my career and i think it makes the 14060 sub considerably more doable in a considerably more attractive time frame uh and i also think it would be neat to kind of mark that with like another big-ish watch. Cause like when I when I got the job, I bought the Speedmaster. So I think it'd be interesting to like, you know, get another icon as another kind of stepping stone marker. Um, so I think if you were to like gun to my head right now, if I had to pick, I think I would say 14060. But again, uh dependent on a lot it's like the right one for us yeah yeah it's if it's any one four oh six oh like i just have to reach in a bag or a bag of one four oh six oh yeah exactly wherever those exist okay um but if it is you know if it is a a, a bag of one four oh six oh's with no uh specificity or a black bay 58 i go black bay 58 but if it's the one four oh six oh which is like for me probably a tritanova dial or a tritium dial um then i probably go sub i probably go one four oh six oh all right okay well fair enough you can't go wrong with either um <laughs> and actually max i think it's a great decision for you it was just fun to play play both I sides think it was funny yeah. i think if, if you guys had to pick i think stephanie you would go one four six oh and arthur would go 58 blue i don't oh, know if that's no, true actually no i mean like i've kind of convinced myself now that fifty-eight <laughs> 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 is the way to go and you know when karan told us he had all this sitting around i was like oh yeah. maybe, maybe i should get one of these and like uh -oh. not let arthur borrow it just like out of spite because he won't share his watches with me um <laughs> but i don't know i don't know but uh yeah and it I think, well, obviously, I think that's a good choice because I won. But uh, for, 
<laughs> in seriousness for a moment for people watching and and friends of the show those 58 blues are not easy to get right now still and uh if, if you are interested in one karan does have them and yeah. uh so shoot me a message and and we can try to help it help you out as a viewer of the show if you want so just uh no no incentive for me or whatever sure he's gonna sell a watch but you know if it's good for good for people who are our friends and watch the show that's awesome so cool but well, uh max, but max you have posted like yeah. you know oh yeah yeah you guys uh stephanie i'm sure you will live vicariously through whatever mania i go through and and trying to pick up the 14060 so. and hopefully oh, yeah. hey maybe by the by the time we see each other next i'll have a couple of fun new watches to show off that would be great and arthur and i love like helping other people spend money so anytime anyone else is going through this debate like let us know um these are the sorts of debates we have all the time at home so it's, yeah it's, it's, i yeah. i know you do you guys have both influenced uh i well you guys have both been fun detriments to my bank account I would say. <laughs> we're influencers now so you we're, know uh, it's true it's true we're, you guys have been i think i think both of you helped me a ton with the decision around the Speedmaster. Um, like I remember like Stephanie DMing you on Instagram about it, talking to Arthur about it a ton. Um, and then again with the Explorer, I, I like you, it was, I mean, it was, uh, I think it was the last red bar before COVID um, kind of shut everything down. But I was talking to you about the Explorer and you offered to loan me your Explorer yeah, if I yeah. wanted. And like you guys have both helped me. Uh, spend a lot of my income <laughs> Sorry. and you're welcome you're welcome no, no, yeah. definitely definitely thank you i, I it's uh it's been a fun maybe, journey and I'll, I'll certainly keep you guys posted maybe maybe at least spent it more wisely than you might have otherwise that's all i can hope and if, i think that's probably fair it's just always fun to chat so yeah yeah as, as stephanie said if anyone else has uh sort of debates they're going through or things they're struggling with we could uh we could do some of that on a future show so yeah. Anyway, let us know, send us a message. On that note, I think it's about time to end so we don't go on too long. Yeah, Thanks. follow us on Instagram, subscribe, all so that. Yep, yeah, yeah. subscribe to Scottish Watches Live and the main Scottish Watches channel. Check out the podcast if you haven't already. Um, give us a like and all that good stuff. And we'll, uh, actually, we will not see you next week. We're yeah. taking a week off um, for the weekend after Christmas. And uh, we'll see you, I guess, in the new year. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Thanks again, Max, for joining right. us. And yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks Bye, guys. for everybody watching. Bye-bye. See you soon.